Hello everyone, this is Dr. Rubina Heptula and Dr. Quentin Hendricks, our chiropractor at Millennium Medical and Rehab. And we would like to talk about shoulder problems today. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Hendricks. What, in your opinion, are shoulder problems that you see in your chiropractic practice? Well, I would say uh, the most most common problems we see are people who have gradual shoulder issues. So they don't really notice a necessary problem until it gradually, over time, begins to get a little bit worse and a little bit worse. And then they look back and they're like, oh, wow, I can't move my arm. Uh, so those what we call non-traumatic uh, shoulder issues are one of the most common things we see. Obviously... You, you have people who are active or maybe involved in sports or have a fall and there, there are those traumatic uh, injuries and people are usually aware of those because they know exactly when it happens. Uh, but the ones that are most common to us are the ones that actually don't happen due to injuries. So I have been suffering from left shoulder pain occasionally. It's not happening all the time only with one particular movement when I'm doing yoga so you just examined me and can you talk about it a little bit what you thought sure so when we look at a shoulder problem we look at it just like we would anything else and what I mean by that is we don't just focus on the point of pain we look at the shoulder as a complete complex or a whole area so the shoulder not only is the shoulder joint itself, but also the collarbone making up two joints there, the joint between the sternum and the collarbone and the collarbone and the, the shoulder itself, but also how the shoulder blade, the scapula, how it moves. Uh, obviously we also have to look at not just the physical components like the joints, the muscles, the tendons, ligaments, so on. We also look at the neurological component which means what nerves go to those areas. So when someone has a shoulder problem, we want to look and say, okay, is there an issue with maybe the neck, the lower neck, and the nerves may be irritated or impinged coming out of the neck, causing someone to have shoulder problems or shoulder dysfunction. So we have to look at it as a whole to see how it functions, and then we can decide how we want to approach that depending on what we find. So... How long should a person wait when they notice that they have a problem with with the shoulder? Should they wait? Should they get evaluated right away? Uh, Typically what I tell people for most things is your body is very, very smart and it tells you when things are not working correctly. Uh, Most of us, myself included, we overlook those little signs. We say, oh, it's just a little pain and it's okay now. But that's the body telling you uh, something's not functioning correctly. And so I usually encourage people, uh, if they have an issue with, particularly we're talking about the shoulder, is get it checked out uh, and make sure that it's functioning as good as it can. Uh, It may not necessarily be a major issue like a torn rotator cuff, but it could be abnormal function causing you problems that over time can lead to those major issues. So I always encourage people, when they notice it, go ahead and get it checked out. And typically, 
what is done when you see a patient who has a shoulder problem? Do they get x-rays right away? Do they um, have an MRI? What is your process? So the process we go through is typically just our physical examination. So we look at the area to, to do some testing to see what's moving correctly or not moving correctly, what's irritated, whether it be a tendon or a, 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 a ligament or whatever it might be. We check those things, the physical examination, and then we try to address those things that we find that are incorrect. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to do imaging right away, so we don't necessarily have to do an x-ray right away. Uh, sometimes when someone comes in we see something that stands out that seems really odd, maybe we will go ahead and do an x-ray. Typically, after a few treatments, if we're not seeing any improvements, then we can go the next step. So we may need to do an x-ray. Uh, if, if we're still not seeing improvements or maybe we don't see anything at all on the x-ray that seems odd to us, we may have to go another step and, and do an MRI to see if there's any additional things that we can't see on an x-ray. So it's kind of a process, a step process uh, that we go through to, to see and then we can always do the next step uh, if we're not finding what we are looking for, we're not making progress. So I see a lot of patients with diabetes and like capsulitis, you know, shoulder problems, frozen shoulder. How can they prevent to getting to that point? Well, that's a, that's a long answer there for sure because when we're talking about people with obviously other health-related issues that contribute to, say, musculoskeletal issues, obviously you want to take care of the underlying problems. Obviously you want to control that diabetes. You want to get that, the, that under control for sure. Uh, but the other thing that we can do from just from the musculoskeletal standpoint is stay moving. Most people stop moving first uh, before they have pain. And so we, we shut down our activities, we don't do the things we normally should, which obviously directly affects our diabetes as well uh, when we're not as active. And so to help those things like the capsulitis we were talking, you mentioned, uh, is to try to keep those joints moving as good as possible. When you're not moving, you don't realize that you're not functioning correctly. When you are moving yourself, you gave a great example. When you were doing your yoga, you realized something was not correct because you were moving, you were doing something, and then you recognized it. And so I would encourage people to stay as active as you're physically able to. And when you notice something, you know, you say check something. It out. You check it out when you <laughs> notice that. But when you're not doing anything, and we've seen this a lot over the last several months with people being more homebound, we're just not as active. We don't recognize that things are not like they should until we go out on a pretty day and we're like, oh my, my shoulder, my back, my knee is hurting because we've been less active. And when you notice that, you check it out and see if we can do something for you. And how can they uh, strengthen their shoulder muscles and joints? Right, and the shoulder is very unique in that the muscles are primarily what stabilizes uh, your shoulder as opposed to say your, your hip or knee. It's not just muscles. The shoulders are very unique uh, joint, so you have to strengthen those muscles or keep them strong. Uh, and I always look at it this way: uh, strengthening a muscle is very easy. It's what motion does that joint do? If it moves a certain direction, then you can do a resistance against that direction 
which will help strengthen that motion. So if we raise our arms straight in front of us uh, at the shoulder, then that's that motion, which would be, we would call flexion of the shoulder. So you would do that against resistance, whether it's a band or a, a dumbbell or even a can of beans if you're home and don't have those things. You can find ways to, to do that, and you can do that in all the motions that that joint will do, and that will help to strengthen those muscles that stabilize that joint. Any other tips or pointers for the shoulder joint? Uh, I would always encourage people, especially when we look at our, our younger people or our athletes, is especially like who like to play tennis or volleyball or softball or baseball or things we have overhead sports we call, uh, to be aware of shoulder function. We don't necessarily have pain with it, but you may notice that limited motion that maybe you once had. And so you don't have pain and say, okay, it doesn't hurt, but maybe it doesn't move quite as well as it did. That's an indicator. And uh, I use that again with athletes, but we can all use that as a, a, an indicator, but athletes, especially overhead sports, use it so much that when they notice that limited motion, that's the number one indicator. That's a good indicator before it gets irritated. So I would encourage you when you notice that limit is that's when you start to be, okay, there's something going on here. Yeah, and even swimming, which is swimming. a really good sport mm -hmm. and helps to loosen all the muscles and sure. keep everybody healthy, can have effects on the shoulder joint that can be um, hard, especially if they're athletes. Definitely, swimming is, is very much an overhead sport. It's still an overhead sport because we're using the, the hand over the head and lots of motion there in the joints when we are swimming. A great activity, but can be repetitive motion mm -hmm. on the shoulder. So uh, do subscribe to our channel and our blog and uh, send us comments. Let us know what's bothering you and we are here to help you. Um, our phone number is 914-472-2700 or you can reach us by email info at mmrclinic.com. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.